0: from the Dudley DeBosher Studios.
1: Anytime, anywhere, smartphone, tune in radio app. We are WRKN, 1061 NASH Icon, Picayune, New Orleans. Good evening and welcome to all access on 1061 FM NASH Icon at NASHFM1061.com. Presented by CrescentCitySports.com, the best sports site in Louisiana. All Access is also presented by the Allstate Sugar Bowl, representing the best of amateur athletics. And by Francesca by Bicati's, serving up St. Louis-style food with a New Orleans flair. All Access is also brought to you by Lamarck Ford and Lamarck Lincoln in Kenner. By Rhino Shield Mid-South. Bergeron Automotive in Metairie. By LifeGate Church in Mandeville and Metairie. By Premier Automotive throughout the New Orleans area. John Curtis Christian School in River Ridge, by Life Resources Ministries with outreaches throughout the New Orleans area, and by the RNL Carriers New Orleans Bowl. It's your chance to talk intelligence sports, all sports, all the time. To join in the conversation, call 504-260-1061. Now here's your host, Cumulus New Orleans Sports Director Ken Crahan of CrescentCitySports.com, the Saints Hall of Fame Museum, the Greater New Orleans Quarterback Club, Life Resources Ministries
2: and the Kennestal. And a pleasant good evening and welcome to another edition of All Access, the pre-Christmas Eve edition on this Friday night of All Access. Merry Christmas to you one and all. So glad you've taken time to join us tonight and hope you take time to be with family. Hope you take time to worship. Hope you take time to enjoy the time inside, out of the cold weather, right? But enjoy nonetheless the spirit of Christmas. Ken Trahan with you, Rudy Dixon, our producer. And as always, you can get us on the web at NASHFM1061.com. You can also get us via Alexa at home. Just tell to play WRKN or NASH Icon 1061 FM. Our podcast available following the show at com. Just click on the menu, click on more, and click on podcast to be able to access the show. And you'll be able to do so. You can always email me It's Ken at CrescentCitySports.com. That's Ken at CrescentCitySports.com. Or call the show at 504-260-1061. That's 504-260-1061. Also want to give you a little programming note two, Note 3, Tailgater show tomorrow morning on Christmas Eve. We're off tomorrow morning with Christmas Eve being the case and with the New Orleans Saints playing at noon tomorrow. So no show tomorrow morning. And we look forward to bringing back with you as we approach the new year with Ed Daniels and I on Saturday morning. At 10 a.m., Ed sends his best as well to everyone. We had a chance to gather earlier today for all of our contributors to our original Prep Football Report, which just concluded its 29th season. Also, all of our contributors to CrescentCitySports.com, those that do games with us as well, here on NashIcon1061.com and CrescentCitySports.com. And then, of course, also... Contributors to Friday Night Football, 31 years on WGNO and WNOL with Ed Daniels, 32 years now. I'm losing count, right? But hey, it's what happens when you're having a good time. And Ed and I have both done this for quite some time and thoroughly enjoyed the process of doing it with all the people we've met and all the people we have a chance to work with. So it was really nice to be able to gather together as one earlier today. Yes, it's brisk, yes, it's cold, but it's it's nice nonetheless. Fresh air is a good thing, right? So. Again, be safe, enjoy everything, and, and truly have a wonderful weekend. We certainly encourage everyone to be of that ilk here uh, on this special weekend of Christmas. Always good. Of course, there's so much where sports are concerned to talk about. We're going to get into all of that. Tulane and LSU preparing for their bowl games. Transfer portal alive and well. We'll get into that as well. And also, of course, extensively, we'll talk about the New Orleans Saints in the matchup at Cleveland against the Browns coming up, and what will be even a lot colder than what we're dealing with here. So we'll talk about that as well. As we delve into it, let's get started by talking about the New Orleans Pelicans who are back in action tonight. Very difficult scheduling because they've got the second of a back-to-back tonight. And that's always tough. It's tough enough to play back to back. But when you have to play back to back in different locations, it's very difficult, even more so than it was initially, and that's certainly the case for the Pelicans tonight. They play at Oklahoma City against the Thunder after having played at home last night. So, play a game, finish up late night, get on a plane, fly to Oklahoma City, and go play another game, and that's exactly what's transpiring for the Pelicans tonight, who snapped their four-game losing streak last night as they beat San Antonio, as you expect they would. But they did and took care of business, 125-116. to The story last night was C.J. McCollum. 7 of 14 from three-point range. And 40 points, 9 assists, 8 rebounds. Very significant night. His best night of the season, and they needed it because of the lack of presence of other key players. Larry Nance Jr., Still out with his sore Achilles tendon. And then, of course, Zion Williamson missed the game, which was disappointing. You didn't know that was going to happen. But it did. Surprise, surprise. Health and safety protocols, which means he's going to miss another game tonight. So he'll be out again against the Thunder this evening. Brandon Ingram continues to miss games. So you wonder when he's going to return. Again, he's dealing with that foot contusion. That's obviously a bigger problem than anyone thought it would be. So last night, uh, without the presence of those three key players, the Pelicans needed someone to step up, and C.J. McCollum was that guy. Again, 40 points, nine assists, eight rebounds, seven of 14 from three-point range, and it's exactly what they needed in this situation at that time. They got a good night from Jonas Valanciunas with 16 points, and 10 rebounds as well. Trey Murphy contributed 15 points. And they put themselves in position to win the game with those solid performances. Jackson Hayes got some valuable minutes last night. Uh, he's been missing in action, obviously. They haven't had a place for him to really get on the floor, but he did last night. And he actually had some good moments in the game. Finished with 6 points, 3 rebounds in 12 minutes. Although the team was minus 9 when he was on the floor. Jose Alvarado had nine points off the bench, three assists. Good to see him contributing. Again, they needed that from him. When he plays well, they win. He hadn't played well recently, and they hadn't won. He played well last night. They won. And then, of course, Billy Hernan Gomez, who just continues to produce whenever he's called upon in his reserve role. In 22 minutes, Hernan Gomez with 13 points. Seven rebounds, five assists, two blocks. He stuffed the stat sheet. And most impressive about Hernan Gomez, he was 7 for 7 from from the free throw line. And the Pelicans really won the game at the free throw line, you could say, because they were 25 of 27, 93% from the line. And when you make those attempts at that kind of ratio, you're going to win games. And they did. And they were victorious against a Spurs team that you frankly have to beat. Herb Jones looks like he's fully recovered from his injury. He had 12 points last night to go with three rebounds, two assists, two steals, and a block. Always playing good defense for this team. Najee Marshall got the start last night in the absence of Zion Williamson. He had seven points, two assists, and the Pelicans were able to get the win. They shot 48% from the field, 38% from three-point range, and in the rebound department, which where they haven't been great lately, they had a slight edge, 46-44. Turnovers, too many, 17. Both teams, though, had 17. So one offset the other. <clears throat> the end result is New Orleans is 19-13. and And as mentioned, in Oklahoma City tonight, in the second of a back-to-back. And when you talk about the Thunder, you're always talking about Shea Gildress-Alexander. He's a terrific player. Thunder are competitive. They're 14 and 18. But more importantly, they've won three in a row. So they're playing hard and they're playing well. They have a winning record at home. So this will be very tough for the Pelicans playing the second of a back to back. 19 and 12 is the record. Let me make sure I correct that. 19 and 12 for the Pelicans. So here's what you're looking at in the Western Conference right now the Denver Nuggets and the Memphis Grizzlies are both 19 and 11. And the Pelicans are third at 19-12, just a half game off the lead of the Western Conference. New Orleans 6-8 and eight away from home, but they've had a really good home team at 13-4. and four. And when you look at home records in the Western Conference, they have the best record overall in the, at the home facility, the Smoothie King Center at 13-4, along with the Suns, who are 14-4 and, and have the best record period in the Western Conference at home. Suns, by the way, 19 and 13, a half game behind New Orleans. Clippers are 19 and 14, a game behind the Pelicans. Sacramento continues to impress at 17 and 13. Utah continues to play well at 19 and 16. Portland in the eighth spot at 17 and 15. Then you've got the tie for ninth place with Dallas and Minnesota, both of whom are 16 and 16. And then lurking. Down in 11th, the world champion Warriors at 15-18. and They've lost two straight, and they haven't shown any signs of putting it together. Injuries, of course, have been the biggest part of it, but you just keep waiting for the light to go on for the Warriors, and it really hasn't happened yet. And they've played 33 games already. So you're past the one-third mark of the season, and they haven't been able to get anything together to this point in time. But where the Pelicans are concerned, Jose Alvarado is such a spark for this team. As I mentioned before, he had that stretch of games, about three games, where he was sensational, and the Pelicans, of course, won every game in the midst of that win streak. Then he got hurt. He came back. He hasn't been quite the same. He struggled. The team struggled. They lost four straight. Then last night, he's back to contributing and and playing well and playing with great energy. And guess what? They win the game. So he means so much to this team. In so many ways, and it's not just scoring. Obviously, if he scores, it's going to help. Anytime anyone scores, that's going to help. But his hustle, his ability to create off the turnovers for others, of course, his ability to get in passing lanes and steal the ball, and just his infectious energy are always the things that give him a chance to play significant minutes, but more importantly, to give the team a chance to be successful and to win games. Looking at the Eastern Conference right now, the Bucks. A half-game clear of the Celtics for first place. They're 22-9. and nine. Boston is 22-10. and 10. But there's Cleveland at 22-11. And, 11, and they're only one game out of first. And then there's two red-hot teams, Brooklyn, 20-12. Seven in a row now for the Nets. And Kevin Durant's saying we're not getting enough respect. Maybe he's right. We haven't paid much attention to them. Kyrie Irving's playing all the time. And Durant is exceptional. And they're playing good basketball. Philadelphia? 18 and 12. They've won six straight games now, continuing to play very well. Of course, they have a superstar, Joel Embiid, and he's playing like it. The Knicks had a long win streak, which ended, but they're 18 and 14 in the sixth spot. And that's the last of the winning teams in the East. And you've got three teams at 500 Miami, Atlanta, Indiana, all at 16 and 16, tied for seventh. And then in the 10th spot, Toronto was a bit disappointing at 14 and 18, though they did stop the Knicks win streak. So they're in that position right now. After Toronto, you got a bunch of teams that just don't figure in the mix. Chicago, Washington, Orlando, Charlotte, and Detroit. Charlotte and Detroit just awful teams. Magic have a promising young team. They've got some good young players. So their record might be a little bit of a lie, and that might not be a team you want to play as the season progresses because they're young and they're going to get better with their young nucleus of players. So they're a bit better. So that's a team you look at and you say, okay, uh, we probably don't want to have to deal with these guys. Back to the Pelicans. Look, the whole deal with Brandon Ingram is we just have to go by what the team tells us. And, again, people keep asking the question, how can you be out for so long? with a toe contusion, because that's what the injury was listed as, and the answer is we can't answer it. Only the team knows, and 12 straight games that he's missed now, 12. Got hurt in Memphis in late November. Larry Nance has missed a couple in a row with that sore Achilles, and as mentioned, Williamson's going to have to miss again with health and safety protocols. It is not an injury, of course, but we're in a flu season. We've still got people getting COVID and such, and And there's preventative measures, and the league has things in place. And obviously, you have to make sure. You know, short-term pain, long-term gain. You want to make sure that you're good to go and that you're not getting yourself worse and thus having to miss even more games. So we'll see what happens where Williamson is concerned. Hopefully, it's just one more game. They need Trey Murphy to shoot the ball well. He scored 15 last night. When he shoots the ball well, much like when Alvarado scores, they're a better team. Last night, he only took three shots from three-point range. He made one. He's just expanded his game. He's better at being able to dribble, penetrate, and finish inside. But his greatest value to this team is to shoot the basketball because they need that perimeter game. C.J. McCollum shooting it better now. Herb Jones was two for four from three-point range last night. That's encouraging because that shot's going to be there for him. Valanciunas 0-2 last night from distance, but remember he made seven in the loss to Milwaukee. Then you had Alvarado made one. Devontae Graham made one off the bench. And Najee Marshall made one. But the purest shooter on the squad is Trey Murphy. So his numbers are always going to be a measuring stick for this team when you see what he does from beyond the arc. They need him to be productive in that role. Otherwise, Dyson Daniels played 20 minutes, was not much of a factor, just one basket, three rebounds. Look, he's a rookie, and, of course, there's going to be ups and downs, and it's going to be an adjustment period. But you like the athletic ability, and let's not forget, he's 19 years old. And he plays pretty smart, too. Devontae Graham had six points off the bench last night, played just nine minutes, but that's his role, just to come in and be a sniper and see if he can make a shot or two. And if he stays hot, they'll... Leave him in and play more minutes, and if not, he won't play many minutes. That's just the nature of his role on this team. I mentioned Jackson Hayes, who's been an afterthought, but last night he got minutes with Williamson out, and he was fairly productive. So hopefully that continues. Bottom line is, when called upon, you have to be able to produce. And that's what we saw last night from Hayes. So tonight, Oklahoma City. On the road. And then Pelicans are off. Christmas Eve and Christmas. Good for them. Back home on Monday night against Indiana. One of those 500 teams. The Pacers. And then the Pelicans on Wednesday. A home against Minnesota. A key matchup in the Western Conference. And then Friday home again against the Red Hot 76ers. So you got a homestand coming up of three consecutive games. And it's a homestand where again... You've been very good at home, so you hope to be able to create uh, some more margin there and possibly work your way back up to the top in the Western Conference. Then it's on uh, the following Saturday week from tomorrow to play at Memphis in a key game. They've already gotten drilled at Memphis by the Grizzlies, who, in my mind, are the team to beat in the West at this stage. And then they go to Philadelphia for a rematch after playing the Philadelphia 76ers here at home. So that's the upcoming schedule for New Orleans, and you can always look at it and Say it's easy, it's hard, it's daunting, it's not challenging, whatever. Look, it's always dependent upon who's available. It's the very nature of the league. And it's not just who's available for your team, but who's playing on the other team. And then that determines the potential for winning and losing and the matchups, obviously. Because right now, New Orleans continues to be way below capacity in terms of its talent level with injuries, much like the New Orleans Saints, which we're going to get into in the next segment. So, again, you can't really look at the schedule and say this is a good spell or this is a bad spell. The only time you know it's a bad spell is if you're not playing well and if you're going into it with significant players out of action. And that's kind of what we're looking at right now with the Pelicans. Hopefully they can mitigate the losses at least for one more game and then get home and try to get some people back. i got to think. I mean, I don't know. Again, you can keep asking the question. I'll keep giving you the same answer. I don't know when Brandon Ingram's going to play again. I just don't know. What I do know is that he's missed too many games. Between he and Williamson, when you look at the number of games missed, it's been astonishing over the last couple of years. Just astonishing. I mean, the Pelicans have played 113 regular season games since the start of the 2021-22 season. Brandon Ingram has missed 43 of those games, nearly 38% of the games. During that stretch of games. And we all know Zion Williamson, you know, missed all those games in his rookie season. And he missed every game last year. So your two franchise players, your two stars, your two guys that give you a chance to be a championship caliber team have simply not been on the floor enough. And that's a continuous problem. And it's one that keeps you scratching your head because you know how good these guys are. But you have to be able to count on said players, much like the Saints have some players that they haven't been able to count on because they just haven't been available enough due to injury. So it's a similar dynamic when you talk about the two Major League franchises in New Orleans. Some talent, but an inability of that talent to stay on the field or on the court together for an elongated period of time to provide you with the opportunity to build momentum. And to develop a winning attitude and a winning record. So interesting stuff, but again, the Pelicans against the Thunder in Oklahoma City tonight. Second of a back to back. You don't win those very often, but we'll see what they can do tonight. Hopefully, they can find enough juice in the tank and find enough scoring to be able to do so. All right, we'll take a timeout here. It's 504 260 1061. That's 504 260 1061. We'll take a timeout here when we return following this brief break. We'll get into the New Orleans Saints at Cleveland to play the Browns. That's coming up next on this free Christmas Eve edition of All Access. Ken Trahan with you on 106.1 FM Nash Icon and at NashFM1061.com.
3: Inside New Orleans, if it's New Orleans sports, culture, food, Inside New Orleans with Eric Asher is talking about it. We taste at four on 106.1 Nash Icon and available online anytime.
4: Does that actually add up to anything?
3: I'll make around $200 to
4: $300. Wow, that's serious extra cash. I'm downloading the Upside app now.
3: Download the free Upside app now to earn real cash back every time you buy gas. Use promo code TAXI for an extra 25 cents a gallon bonus on your first tank. You can cash out anytime, right to your bank account, PayPal, or a gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free Upside app and use promo code TAXI for a 25 cents a gallon bonus on your first tank. That's code TAXI.
2: Ken Trahan here with Scott Craig of Francesca by Katie's Deli Pizzeria, 515 Harrison Avenue in Lakeview. We both love high school sports and the St. Louis Cardinals. That's a big amen. And we both love great food in a great location. That's a bigger amen. Francesca by Katie's has it all. That includes daily specials, building your own sandwiches and pizzas, delicious burgers, scrumptious salads, and a kid's menu. Francesca by Katie's is also host of Ken Trahan's original prep football report. We love supporting our area schools. It's a shame not everybody can go to Brother Martin or If you don't come, you're to blame. You'll be glad you came. Francesca by Katie's, 515 Harrison Avenue in Lakeview.
0: This message is sponsored by Pfizer.
1: The holidays are here. Achieve gifting greatness when you give perfectly aged, tender, delicious Omaha steaks. Go to omahasteaks.com for 50% off site wide. Plus, when you use code Sizzle at checkout, you get an extra $40 off your order. Omaha Steaks is ready to ship curated special. Take the guesswork out of gifting packages right away. So beat the rush and be a holiday hero. Shop omahasteaks.com. Use promo code Sizzle at checkout for that extra $40 off your.
0: Learn about an option at treatcovid19.com. This message is sponsored by Pfizer.
5: Are you drowning in IRS tax debt?
6: I owe the IRS $37,000.
5: Civic Tax Relief can help protect you from the IRS.
6: Civic Tax Relief basically represented me against the IRS, and by the time everything was completed, I didn't owe the IRS anything.
5: Civic Tax Relief's special tax hotline can help you discover all the relief programs available for free.
6: I would recommend anyone who has a tax problem to contact Civic Tax Relief.
1: Just call 800 800-841-0908. 841 908 This report is sponsored by AutoZone. Get in the zone. Starting stronger starts at AutoZone, where they've got battery solutions in the form of free battery testing, free battery charging, and replacement batteries that fit your needs. That's what makes them America's number one
2: battery destination. Get in the zone. AutoZone. Welcome to your daily sports report presented by CrescentCitySports.com. No Zion, no Bi, no problem. The New Orleans Pelicans started fast and never looked back in a 126-117 victory over San Antonio at Smoothie King Center Thursday night to snap a four-game losing streak. CJ McCollum picked up the slack, scoring a season high 40 points, along with nine assists and eight rebounds. Jonas Valanciunas had 16 points and 10 rebounds. Trey Murphy, the third, scored 15. The Pelicans are back in action immediately, playing in Oklahoma City tonight. Thursday Night Football: Jacksonville Hot with a 19-3 win over the New York Jets. As both teams are now seven and 8. The final injury report for the New Orleans Saints will out four players for Saturday's game at Cleveland, including Chris Olave, Jarvis Landry, Pete Werner, and Dwayne Washington. Once again, it will be extremely cold, windy, and possibly snowing when the Saints face the Browns at noon on Christmas Eve. LSU got a boost Thursday when Jaden Daniels announced he'll return for the 2023 season. Daniels helped lead the Tigers to the SEC West title and a berth in the Citrus Bowl. LSU also gets a transfer and fine defensive back Denver Harris from Texas A&M. For these stories and more, visit CrescentCitySports.com. Have a blessed Christmas weekend and be a good sport. For CrescentCitySports.com, I'm Ken Trahan. Traffic is brought to
0: you by DA Exterminating. Proud to be locally owned and serving over 60 years.
3: Don't let this happen to your largest investment. Call DA Exterminating now. We're ready and waiting to protect your home from potential disaster called termites. Call DA now or visit us on the web at DAexterminating.com.
1: Now's the time. What's on your mind? We'd love to get your take by calling Ken Trahan of CrescentCitySports.com and all access on 106.1 NASH ICON and at NASHFM1061.com. Call 504-260-1061. Welcome
2: back. It was always going to be a challenge for the New Orleans Saints in Cleveland, good weather or not, but in particular, playing in late December. In Cleveland when you know the weather can be a factor and as it turns out when you looked at the schedule before the season and you thought about the possibilities as to what could happen for this particular game it's coming true Pelicans are facing very bad weather not the Pelicans mind you but the Saints as we transition the Saints in Cleveland and when you look at that situation you understand that this is going to happen from year to year but the Saints have seldom played these games in recent years they haven't had to play these outdoor very cold frigid condition games much at all in recent years all right let's start with the positive andy dalton as we say over and over again he's not part of the problem i don't think he's part of the long-term solution i continuously maintain that but he's a solid player who's done a solid job overall the only thing they haven't done is score enough points but that's not on him can't blame him for penalties committed by other players. You can't blame him for turnovers, committed by other players. You can't blame him when field goals were missed. They've missed scoring opportunities, but that's not on him. Overall, he's done a solid job. Has he been outstanding? No. Has he been solid? Yes. Is he the best option they have? Well, certainly the coaching staff feels that way. That's very, very obvious at this stage. There's no debating that. But when you look at the numbers, Andy Dalton is ahead of the curve by the standards of most NFL starting quarterbacks at this stage of the season, except for one measurable, wins and losses. The Saints are 4-7 with Dalton starting this year. But he's completed 67% of his passes. He's thrown 17 touchdowns with 7 interceptions. And his quarterback rating is 98.1. And when you look at around the league and other quarterbacks, it's pretty good stuff. I mean, it's very comparable to others. And that's kind of what you're looking at from the standpoint of productivity. It's Best you could do and what you hope for. And when you look at what Dalton's been able to do thus far this year, again, there's no Real complaints about what he's done, other than they haven't won enough and haven't put the ball in the end zone enough. Ultimately, that's the measuring stick as to where you are as a team. But when you look at quarterbacks and how they're playing around the league, you got to look at him and say, okay, he's done well enough. Look, right now, his passer rating is 10th in the NFL, 10th. You want to put that in perspective? Josh Allen's 11th. Most people consider him to be one of the two or three best in the league. Jared Goff, whose team in Detroit, is playing very well. He's 12th. Andy Dalton's 10th, 98.1 quarterback rating. Then again, you know, you can say that maybe that's not the stat you look at because Sam Darnold is 9th, but he hasn't played much. Brock Purdy is 8th, but he hasn't played much. Bailey Zappi of New England 7th, but he hasn't played much. Joe Burrow is 6th, of course. He's elite. Give me Garoppolo fifth, but he's hurt. Jalen Hurts fourth could be the MVP. Patrick Mahomes third, he really could be the MVP. Kino Smith, who's had a brilliant year with Seattle, the second and number one to Attack of and he's up and down. So maybe quarterback rating isn't the the most measurable statistic to look at, but it certainly points toward the fact that Andy Dalton's done a solid job. And when you look at the completion percentage, it, You know, where it's at right now, 67%. You like that overall. And the turnovers, seven compared to 17 touchdowns, not bad. You'd like it to be a little better, but not bad. Where Dalton's concerned. So hopefully he continues to be productive, and obviously he needs players around him to be better as well. So we'll see what transpires. Meanwhile, when you look at the players that won't be playing in the game, that's, of course, a significant entity to study, and Saints are really hampered on the outside because Chris Olave is out with his hamstring problem, will not play in this game. And Jarvis Landry, who's not been healthy all year, is out of the game with his persistent ankle injury. He's tried to play hurt; He just hasn't been effective. That's that simple. Then you look at the others. Pete Warner, who came back last week, well, he's out again. Hamstring. A really promising, really good season. Uh, just interrupted by injury, and it's really disappointing for Pete. And then the other injury is to Dwayne Washington, who's out with an illness. So those are the four players that are out. You have several that are questionable. Marshawn Lattimore has been limited all week. He hasn't played in forever with that abdomen injury. He's questionable. Marcus May, the safety, questionable. He's been in and out of the lineup, hurt all year long. Adam Troutman, questionable with his ankle problem. P.J. Williams, questionable with his knee injury. And then Andrus Peet, who is frequently hurt, is questionable. There's an illness related to him at this point in time. The only player declared out for the Browns is their rush end, Jadavian Clowney, concussion. He will not play. Safety John Johnson the third, is questionable with a thigh problem. The Browns are much healthier. And the Saints are heading into this game. So they have a distinct advantage playing at home. They have a distinct advantage in the weather. And they have a distinct advantage in the injury department. And when you look at the Saints, their very minuscule chances of winning the division. I say that because of the schedule. I mean, look, they got to go to Cleveland. they got to go to Philadelphia. Philadelphia's the best team in the league. The only way you don't get the Eagles' best shot is if Jalen Hurts doesn't play and if the Eagles are resting players because they've clinched the top seed. They play Dallas this week. If they can win that game, then maybe, just maybe they sit some players against the Saints. But you're you're just hoping there, basically. Then you're home against Carolina, hoping upon hope that that game means something. The problem is Tampa Bay. As disappointing as the Buccaneers have been there, they're clear favorite to win the division because their schedule is so light the rest of the way. At Arizona this week, Arizona's at home, but Arizona's terrible. And they basically quit on their coach. And they've got four wins on the year, playing out the string, and a coach that's you know, just waiting to be fired at this point, it would seem. So with so much on the line, you got to figure Tampa's going to go to Arizona and win that game. Then they've got two division games against the Falcons and against the Panthers, and they're better than those teams. So the Saints are a game behind the Bucks, but they lose the tiebreaker to them because Tampa Bay swept them, of course. So the odds of the Saints winning the division are very slim. They, they basically have to win out, and the odds of that happening are really slim. The only other way is if Tampa Bay loses two games. and you know, you know, that's, But then again, you'd still have to win out because any tie – With Tampa in a two-way tie, you lose. Three-way tie becomes more complicated. But the division's so bad. Tampa Bay's been outscored by 41 points by its opponents. Carolina's been outscored by 38 points by its opponents. The Falcons have been outscored as well by 27 points by its opponents. And the Saints have been outscored as well by 39 points by their opponents. So... Just a terrible division. I mean, no one—and I mean no one—has played well. Rest of the league, the Vikings. Well, they're a paper tiger. They're eleven and three, and they've outscored opponents by two points on the year. They've been very fortunate. Give them credit. They've won close games, but they've been fortunate. In contrast, Detroit's won three in a row, and if they had not lost that Thanksgiving Day game to Buffalo, they had a great chance to win. We might be having a different conversation, but the Lions are battling to make the playoffs. So they're seven and seven. They've won three in a row, and they've outscored opponents by five points. Green Bay still hanging in, but they've got to win in Miami to have a chance. They're six and eight, so they're still holding out hope. In the West, San Francisco, seven straight wins, ten and four. Three different starting quarterbacks, and they still get it done. The only thing that can shut them down is the injuries. If they're just too much to overcome. But they're obviously one of the two teams to beat in the NFC. Seattle's now lost two straight. They're seven and seven. So, in the hunt, but struggling of late. Arizona and the Rams, terrible. And mention mentioned Arizona's lost four in a row to get to four and ten. And then, of course, in the East, you got the best division in the league. Philadelphia's 13 and one. They've won five in a row. Is it Homer Minshew this weekend? Jalen Hurts? Well, Eagles have enough to overcome regardless, I think. Dallas is 10-4, and and Dallas has to prove it can win when it matters most. They've got talent. We continuously say that. But can they actually get over the hump and show people that they're capable of winning a big game when it matters most? Because we haven't seen that in a long time. And they get the Eagles this weekend, so that's important. Big credit to the Giants for what they've done this year at 8-5-1. I don't think anybody envisioned that, but the Giants – have been very opportunistic as well because they've been outscored on the year by 25 points and have an 8-5-1 and one record. And then the commanders at 7-6-1 and one are still squirreling in it as well. So all four of those teams still with a shot. And, again, that's the best division when you look at the NFL to date. So, again, pretty interesting stuff. You know, in the AFC, Buffalo 11-3 and three, atop the East – Miami eight and six. Miami scuffling three in a row. They've lost. They got to right the ship. They got a game this weekend that's important to them. At home against Green Bay. Stay tuned. New England just gave the game away last week. That horrendous decision on a play to get to seven and seven. Jets lost last night. They've lost four straight now. And are seven and eight, and fans are howling to get Zach Wilson out of town. AFC West, Kansas City's eleven and three. One two in a row. And they score points like nobody. Four hundred fourteen points scored on the year, led by Patrick Mahomes. So they miss Cheetah, but not that much, right? Los Angeles Chargers have won two straight. They're eight and six, and they've been outscored by twenty-eight points, but they've won games that they can win. Put themselves in a good position. Raiders are six and eight. Forget about the Broncos in the NFC North. Cincinnati, the hot team, they've won six in a row, but injuries have really set in. So ten and four of the Bengals trying hard to get to that top spot in the conference but with the schedule they have it's going to be very tough at new england this weekend still got buffalo it's tough stuff and then baltimore and now both defensive ends trey hendrickson and sam hubbard are out so they're going to have to deal with the injuries and see if they can find a way to win against the desperate patriots team Baltimore's nine and five now a game behind the bengals after losing last weekend the two teams still play each other as mentioned and. Baltimore won the first matchup. Then you get the Browns who the Saints play this weekend at six and eight. And the Steelers also at six and eight. And of course in the AFC South, that's becomes kind of interesting now in the grand scheme of things because Tennessee has fallen apart. They've lost four straight games. They're seven and seven, and their quarterbacks out now in Tannehill. And they gotta go with the rookie and Malik Willis, and we're gonna get another look at him, but the first time was a struggle. A real struggle when he had to play. And now Jacksonville is right on their tail. at 7-8 and eight after beating the Jets last night. The Jaguars have won three straight. So now just a half game behind Tennessee, and they get a chance to knock them out of the first spot if they can win. Next week, the Colts, 4-9-1. They've lost four straight. So Jeff Saturday, uh, the bloom is off the rose. He wants the job permanently, but I don't think he's done anything to earn it, even though he's a very likable guy. It hasn't happened. And, of course, the Texans have lost nine in a row. But <clears throat> a lot of people are picking them to beat Tennessee based upon the way Tennessee's been playing. So, And the thing about Houston is it's not really about the results. It's about how hard the team has played. I mean, they nearly beat Dallas, nearly beat Kansas City back-to-back. They played both of those top-level teams unbelievably well. <clears throat> just couldn't get over the hump. Maybe, just maybe this is the weekend they can do that against Tennessee, and, of course, they have no bigger fans than the Jacksonville Jaguars. But back to the Saints game before we close out this segment. Look, I mean, the weather is what it is. I mean, you've got to deal with it. And when you look at the forecast, and there's a blizzard warning in effect in Cleveland right now. Saints had to travel there a day early because of the weather to make sure they got there okay. Okay. The high Saturday, 15 degrees. That's the high. That's up maybe 3 degrees from the previous forecast. And the wind, southwest at 30 miles an hour. So you're not just dealing with the frigid cold. You're dealing with enormous winds. And then, oh, by the way, you're dealing with snow showers. 52% chance of snow showers. So you got it all. You got the cold. You got the wind. You got the snow. And then... You've got the Browns. Formidable task for the New Orleans Saints, to be certain. We'll take a timeout here. When we return, following this brief timeout, we'll talk about college football, transfer portal, LSU Tulane, and more. Glad you're with us on this Friday night. Merry Christmas, one and all. Ken Trahan, back in a moment here on 1061 FM, NASH Icon and at fm 1061com
0: Learn about an option at treatcovid19.com. This message is
6: sponsored by Pfizer.
5: Are you drowning in IRS tax debt?
6: I owe the IRS $37,000.
5: Civic Tax Relief can help protect you from the IRS.
6: Civic Tax Relief basically represented me against the IRS, and by the time everything was completed, I didn't owe the IRS anything.
5: Civic Tax Relief's special tax hotline can help you discover all the relief programs available for free.
6: I would recommend anyone who has a tax problem to contact Civic Tax Relief. Just
1: call 800 800-841-0908 841 908 Demand different. Demand Delhi de Imagine this. You've been hurt in a car crash, but the insurance company only offers you pennies on the dollar for what you need for your injuries. You realize you should have called a lawyer, but how can you afford one now? At Dudley DeBosier, that call is free, and we are the only law firm in the state with the no-fee guarantee. That means you pay us nothing, no fees, no costs, or expenses unless we get you money. That's the Dudley DeBosier difference. Call 504-444-4444. Chad Dudley, New Orleans. la twenty two one three five seven eight. For
0: that professional landscaping appearance every time, depend on Land Pride, the leader in landscape and agro maintenance equipment. Ascension Equipment and Renal in Gonzales is your local authorized Land Pride dealer. From rotary cutters and tillers to Cedars rakes and blades, you'll find that no landscaping task is too tough for Land Pride. Discuss the complete line of Land Pride products with the folks at Ascension Equipment and Renal on Airline Highway in Gonzales. Save more today and mow
5: tomorrow. This report is sponsored by Pfizer. When temperatures drop, COVID-19 cases may rise. So if you test positive and are at high risk, act fast. Even if your symptoms feel mild, ask your provider if an authorized oral treatment could be right for you. Visit treatcovid19.com. Sponsored by Pfizer.
1: This is Josh Danzig with Where You At? magazine for 1061 Nash Icon. Starting this Wednesday, grab the family and head to the convention center for the return of New Orleans Christmas Fest with ice skating, holiday treats, adult cocktails, and more and celebrate the holiday on the day after Christmas by heading to the fairgrounds racecourse for the Road to the Derby kickoff day on December 26th. For more ideas on what to do this holiday season, log on to whereyat.com and sign up for the Whereyat weekly e-blast and have the latest news sent directly to your inbox
5: cumulus new orleans incredible service and excellent results new orleans is always number one with cumulus radio and digital
1: this is where you get all access not just to focus on one or two topics all sports topics are on the table with your calls at all times join us now by calling 260-1061 now back to Ken Trahan on 1061 ICON through CrescentCitySports.com and at NASHFM1061.com. Welcome
2: back to the show. With this Friday night and of course Tulane and LSU both preparing for their respective bowl games. signing day earlier this week. Both schools doing very well in that regard using both the signee route and the transfer portal route to be able to enhance their teams. Really like Tulane's opportunity against USC. The more I study this, the more I like their chances. USC is a dynamic team offensively. How healthy is the Tiesman Trophy quarterback? We'll see. Is USC going to score points? You bet. They're that good offensively. Is USC going to give up points? Absolutely. They're that bad defensively. Tulane is capable of not only moving the ball, but of scoring points, and more than anything else, the hope is that they can keep the football as much as possible because if they do that, they're going to have a great chance to win the game. So, a steady dose of Tajay Spears you would think who right now projects his fourth or fifth round pick, but can he move up? Yes. I think the knock on him, if there's any knock, would be his size. He's quick. He's smart. He's fast. He's not abundantly fast, but he's fast. And he's tough. And I love this guy. And I just think that he's got a great future regardless of where he ends up, and he will play in the NFL. Michael Pratt is coming back. I mean, the good news on both fronts for Tulane and LSU is each quarterback is returning. And it was a different scenario for each guy. For Tulane and Michael Pratt, it was all about the fear that he might transfer to a larger, big-time power program because of the way he's performed. But that's not happening. And that's really good news. It's kind of like the Willie Fritz situation. You hold your breath and you hope. And it turned out a similar way for the Green Wave. They keep their coach and they keep their quarterback, who's just been solid. He's a leader. He's a good player. He doesn't wow you. He doesn't have great skill. He's just a good player. That's all. Can make plays running the football. Doesn't wow you there, but he does it. Make plays throwing the football. Doesn't wow you there, but he does it. He's just a good player. I mean, simple as that. It's a shame Justin Ibietta got hurt again. He's just never been able to get out there and show what he's capable of doing. i felt all along that he could be good, but he just hasn't been able to stay healthy. Kai Horton is a really good third option, as we saw with a victory over Houston on the road. So that's a really good quarterback room and all three are healthy. They've got good players at the most important position to be certain. So there's a lot to like there for the Green Wave at the quarterback position. And I really think this game's, is a really intriguing matchup and one that gives Tulane a, a very good chance to make a big name at a big splash on the national level because of the opponent that the Green Wave are playing. It's a national brand, one of the top national brands in college football, one of the Blue Bloods, national championship program, multiple times and a chance to knock that program off. The opportunity is here, as I've said many times before on this show, this is the time for Tulane to finally, and I mean finally, show that it can sustain success. It's a perfect storm. You've got a guy running the university, Mr. Fitz, who clearly likes athletics and has been supportive. You've got an athletic director, Troy Dannen, who who's running this coach and he's all in on him. They have met. They have talked about improvements. They've talked about budgeting. What do you need? Got to pay your assistance. You don't want to lose good coaches. That's number one. Number two, You need a a better weight room, a bigger one and a better one. By comparison, it's just not comparable to the schools you're trying to compete with. Number three, you need an indoor facility. It's nice that the New Orleans Saints have been great partners and have provided their indoor facility to give you a chance to be able to work indoors when the weather doesn't work out for you. But to have your own is what you need, because that's what every top program in the country has, every one of them. And Tulane doesn't have that. The advantage, they can walk out the door, they're in their stadium. So there's that. But not having an indoor facility certainly hurts. So those things are all measurables in terms of what to look for if you want to see this program improve and to be able to sustain success, which we haven't seen happen. Four bowl games now for Willie Fritz. And now, of course, you want to be able to see if they can post back-to-back really good seasons. and. What I mean by that is not just winning seasons, but really good seasons. Eight wins or more, something significant. We haven't seen that happen. You know, Tommy Bonds, two years, seven and four, and then 12 and 0. Willie Fritz had two straight winning seasons, and then, of course, another bowl game appearance. But again, sustaining success has been elusive, and this is the time, this is the place. If it's ever going to be done at Tulane, now is the time. LSU keeps its quarterback, Jaden Daniels, announcing that he's staying. He's had a good experience at LSU, obviously. Went healthy. He played well, sometimes very well this past year. Offense improved. You figure the offensive line will be better next year. You figure the running back room will be better next year. The wide receiver room will certainly be good. Tight end, they've signed two and addressed that to add to Mason Taylor. So, again, you look at what they're doing, and it should be a situation where, Jaden Daniels has more weapons next season. LSU had a good signing day like Tulane earlier this week, and the Tigers continue to add talent. They land an elite talent in the secondary in Denver Harris, transferring from Texas A&M to LSU. The Tigers had recruited him initially, but he chose AM. and m He's 6'1", 190. Three years of eligibility left. Five-star player out of high school. Chose A&M over LSU, Alabama, and Texas. He played in Five games last year, 14 tackles, broke up three passes. But he was suspended in early September after breaking a curfew violation. Then in late October, he and two other freshmen were handed indefinite suspensions by Jimbo Fisher following a locker room incident after a loss to South Carolina. And again, are you taking a chance? Yes. Is it worth the chance being taken? Time will tell. Brian Kelly is a disciplinarian, runs a tight ship, and I gotta think they vetted this player to see if they felt like he was worth taking a chance on. You certainly have to believe that's the case. Because Harris has really good size, he's a good athlete, he's physical, so he's a player that could really bring their secondary to another level if he plays to the vast ability that he has. Former LSU offensive lineman Marcus Dumerville transferring to Maryland. Played in 10 games in 2021. Only played in five games this past season. Previously, offensive lineman Cam Wire announced that he was transferring to Tulane to give the Wave some experience. At LSU, he was going to be probably a backup, but a great opportunity for Cam in New Orleans and a great opportunity for the Green Wave to build some level of consistency and depth on its offensive front. So, LSU and the Citrus Bowl against Purdue are prohibitive favorite. Too late against USC slight underdog, but that'll be great in Jerry world. All to come, both on the same day, January 2nd, both at the same time, unfortunately. One more segment to go. We'll have that following this brief timeout as we put a wrap on things here on All Access for a Friday night. Ken Trahan with you on... 1061fm at Nashfm1061.com
0: I wanted to know why some people who get COVID-19 get it so bad. I found out it may be because they have a high risk factor such as heart disease, diabetes, being overweight, smoking, and asthma. Even if symptoms feel mild, these factors can increase your risk of COVID-19 turning severe so if you're at high risk and test positive, there are things you can do. Like asking your healthcare provider if an authorized oral treatment is right for you. Learn about an option at treatcovid19.com. This message is sponsored by Pfizer.
5: Are you drowning in IRS tax debt?
0: I
6: owe the IRS $37,000.
5: Civic Tax Relief can help protect you from the IRS.
6: Civic Tax Relief basically represented me against the IRS, and by the time everything was completed, I didn't owe the IRS anything.
5: Civic Tax Relief's special tax hotline can help you discover all the relief programs available for free.
6: I would recommend anyone who has a tax problem to contact Civic Tax Relief.
1: Just call 800 841 908
3: 800-841-0908, 800-841-0908. Cashback is not available on gas in New Jersey and Wisconsin. Hey, good morning. You're heading to the airport, right? Yep,
4: thanks for checking. I like the car. How long have you been a rideshare driver?
3: About three years now. I really
4: enjoy it. Isn't it hard to make money these days with the price of gas being so high?
3: Not for me. I use Upside, the free app that gives you cash back for every gallon of gas you buy.
4: Wait a minute. Are you saying you actually get real money back when you get gas with the Upside app?
3: Yep, I get real cash back every time I get gas. Does that
4: actually add up to anything? I'll make around $200 to $300. Wow, that's serious extra cash. I'm downloading the Upside app now.
3: Download the free Upside app now to earn real cash back every time you buy gas. Use promo code TAXI for an extra 25 cents a gallon bonus on your first tank. You can cash out anytime, time right to your bank account, PayPal, or a gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free Upside app and use promo code Taxi! For a 25 cents a gallon bonus on your first tank. That's code TAXI.
1: Okay forest animals, kids are coming to the forest and it's up to us to make their visit a good one. Sparrow, have you practiced the most popular bird songs for the year? Of course! Catchy. I like it. River, how's the
0: temperature? It's a refreshing 52 degrees, man. I love it. Uh, Turtle? He's not here yet, man. Uh,
1: He's late every morning. Okay. Squirrel! The forest has been preparing just for you. To learn more about cool things to do in the forest, visit discovertheforest.org. Brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service and the Ad Council.
5: My name is Tom Thornton.
0: And my name is
5: Cindy Thornton.
0: We're retired, and this is how we live united.
5: We decided to volunteer with United Way at our community free health clinic.
0: United Way is how we contribute because we know our time and money are going to the right places.
5: Judging by the thank yous we get at the clinic, I'd say we're doing the right thing with our retirement, too. We're Tom and Cindy Thornton. We volunteer at our community free health clinic. We don't just wear the
0: shirt, we live it. Give, advocate, volunteer. Live United. Go to liveunited.org. Brought to you by United Way and the Ad Council.
4: Susan, I'm sorry, I'm late. Traffic is terrible. It sure is. But on top of that, gas prices have been skyrocketing. I can't believe how expensive gas has gotten recently. Prices at the pump are up, but I never pay full price for gas anymore. I just use the free Upside app that pays you cash back for every gallon of gas you buy. Wait a minute. Are you saying you? You actually get paid cash when you buy gas with the Upside app? Yes. I get real cash back every time I buy gas. And does that actually add up to anything? I've made around $200. Wow, that's serious extra cash. I'm downloading the free Upside app now.
3: Download the free Upside app to earn real cash back every time you buy gas. Use promo code READY for an extra 25 cents per gallon cash back on your first fill-up. You can cash out anytime right to your bank account, to PayPal, or any gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free upside app and use promo code READY for a 25 cents per gallon bonus on your first tank. That's code READY for 25 cents per gallon cash back on your first fill up.
1: Always welcoming intelligent points of view, whether we agree or disagree. Let's have meaningful, constructive dialogue on all access with Ken Trahan on 106.1 FM Nash Icon at nashfm1061.com and through CrescentCitySports.com. Give us a call, 504-260-1061.
2: Our final segment begins on day Friday night, the eve of Christmas Eve, and of course, Merry Christmas to everyone. As we wrap things up tonight, college basketball, it's been pretty interesting. One of the stories that's emerged thus far quietly is what's happened in Paton Rouge. Matt McMahon took over a program in disarray after what happened with LSU's previous coach, we all know the story, and the dismissal, and the sanctions, limitations, player losses, everything else. And all McMahon has done is go 11-1, and one, and they've won six in a row at this point. Now, critics will say they haven't played a tough schedule at all, and that's true. The schedule fits a team that was reconstructed with new parts that have to learn how to fit in. By the way, the only loss was a two-point loss and the Cayman Islands, to Kansas State. They've won other close games. I mean, you look at their schedule thus far. You know, they won by nine. They won by three. They won by four. They won by two. They won by eight. They won by four. You know, It's been close games, but they're winning. But now they're getting into it because the SEC play beckons. next week. They host Arkansas next Wednesday. Arkansas is really good. Then you get Kentucky. So... We'll find out in a hurry about Matt McMahon's team, but you certainly have to be impressed with the job he's done to this point in time because I don't think anybody expected anything out of this LSU basketball team this year given the circumstances of what the coach walked into. But here they are doing a nice job. And you hope that that can carry over in the league play. When you look at the team as a whole, it's all about K.J. Williams. He's averaging 19.3 points a game, 8.3 rebounds, shooting 79% from the free throw line, 50% from three-point range, 56% from the field. He's an exceptional player. If you haven't watched LSU play, it's P.J. Williams.